Guys, it's eight o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. If you're listening in on any of those iTunes or podcasts of any kind, we're uh, getting a little late start only because the temperature just lowered and we feel real good. So I'm gonna drink another beer. And we're gonna be right back with Book It Forward. Uh, it's a great show that uh, I booked Richard Savate and he booked John Gallagher and he booked Zach Wiseman and he booked the. Uh, he booked uh, Jordan Sermonera, and he booked Josh Holub, and then he booked Tess Berry, but Tess Berry couldn't make it, so she booked Mary Goss, which we're excited about, and Tess Berry also booked Sam DeSalvo at the end. This great lineup coming up here at MutinyRadio.fm on Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. 
It's going to be the one-twos run by Zunzu, killing it back here, usually uh, winning uh, chess games and being an amazing human being. Keep listening. The comedy's coming up soon here on Mutiny Radio.
around the one, two. Everybody clap it up right now for your board op right now at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. David Zunzu Kircher, running the ones and twos, being really great at chess and magic and other amazing things. I've been thinking a lot about magic, you guys. Not the gathering, although I do think a lot about magic the gathering. I do. My white deck will kill all of yours. It's wings of death. Everybody flies. So much fun. Uh, but I know I, I am a huge, huge dork. And it's been weird for me for a long time because I, I, I was married to a dork and that was great because he took care of my whole computer system situation. You know what I mean? Like I never had to defrag my computer because my husband knew what was going on. Uh, and so then uh, once I left him, I was like, what am I going to do besides fuck, fuck a bunch of guys in San Francisco? Uh, my mother calls me the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. This place is all going to burn. We're all going to die. I just finished reading The Stand by Stephen King. And wow, we're all, it's a, I don't even, how do I be funny about any of this? I'm drunk. Uh, that's great. We're starting out the show that way. Tonight's show is called Book It Forward. I don't have to worry about it too much because I just booked a comedian, and he booked a comedian, and they booked a comedian. It just kept going and so on and so on, up to seven. So we're going to have a good time tonight. Uh, I'm going to leave here actually at the end of this, and I get to be in the roast of Anthony Medina. I don't know if you guys know True Hustles, Anthony Medina, yeah. I want to be at this roast at Il Parada, and I have um, an Anthony Medina. I'm actually going to dress up with a fedora and a, and a Miami Vice seersucker uh, outfit, and I'm going to tell his jokes. 
So I should probably practice right now because I have to do that. And I shouldn't because you guys don't give a fuck. Uh, I, but I should because I have to perform later and I'm really nervous about it. But uh, I'll, it's okay. We're just going to let all that go. I feel like a dick because I'm ruining my own show here at Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I'll tell you guys a joke. Knock, knock. Feminism. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. Mary Goss knows about it. She's on the show. She loves feminism. She's got a vagina. She knows what's up. Yeah! yeah. It's so bizarre to be a feminist because I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to call myself that word. All right? But what else am I? I mean, I'm a female. I'm a woman. We're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I don't know what to call myself. So the only thing I can call myself a fe- is a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a spelling joke. It's because I went to college and stuff because I'm smart. Ah, oh, women have a soul. Don't just objectify my ass. Although I really like it when people, I mean, I love catcalling. Everyone's like, ooh, catcalling, blah, 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 blah. But when I'm walking down the street in the Tenderloin and a nice African-American gentleman says to me, girl, you got a nice fit on. I'm like, yes, thank you. I get that. It's a double entendre, right? Like I have a nice outfit and also I am fit. So I'm feeling really good about it. And I'm like, thank you, kind sir. Uh, until I get a little closer and he's like, girl, you be wearing that nice skirt. I'm like, thank you. I'm wearing a skirt today. I shaved my legs. I feel really good about it. And then they says, can I get a sniff? And I'm like, under my skirt? Wow, that's gross. Like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a sticky cum dumpster. I have an IUD. Like, I smell like cum all the time. Why do you want to smell that? It's just going to make you feel jealous, you know? And then you just, I don't know. But he's a black guy. I mean, he knows the smell of a freshly plowed field. (laughs) You know what I mean? He can tell that I'm... I've been freshly plowed. Sticky cum dumpster. That's what my IUD does to me. You know what I mean? Like, I have a piece of jewelry in my uterus, and it's made of copper, and it's a pool sweeper, and it keeps out all the dead babies. That's what, that's what pool sweepers are for, right? To keep out all the dead babies? That's like the only reason you have one, right? Is that it keeps out. I had a terrible, terrible period cramps the other morning. I woke up and I was like, why, God, why? Why does it hurt so bad? And then I realized it's because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. <laughs> that's a lot of, it hurts. There's so many of them. There's like nine of them, and their benches are so big. So it makes me feel bloated, you know? I'm like, oh, I'm so bloated. Voluminous robes in my uterus telling me. 41 years old, but I wouldn't know if, uh, you know, if I got pregnant. Wow. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> Kill it. That's, what I, that's why I have an IUD. Sleep out on the bed. Uh, 41-year-old women shouldn't be having children uh, because if they are, they're narcissistic motherfucks and uh, they just want me to be their nanny for their autistic child. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's okay. I already do that. It's great. <laughs> she got her baby and she's 43. That's like, oh, did you think that was going to... Yeah, it was a surprise. <laughs> surprise! 
I get to take care of your kid forever. Great for me, because when I'm 60, I'll have a job. Yay! I have something to do when I'm 60. It'll be like comedy and hanging out with a good friend. All right! That's, that's the end all of my bullshit and start this fucking shit up. Let's start it up! If you know, yes, yes, clapping and wonderment. Uh, if you know how the song goes, you should sing it along with me because here's how it goes. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I don't know how those cookies made me cough, but whatever. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! This is the Book It Forward show. What does that mean? That means that I booked a comic, and then he booked a comic, and they booked a comic, and it kept going on. And the comic that I booked, because he's one of my favorite people and one of the funniest people I know, he runs an amazing show at 222 Hyde every Saturday called The Setup. You guys, put your hands together. He's hilarious. It's Richard Sarvante! Is somebody booing me way in the back? In the balcony? Sir! What do you what are you wooing or are you booing? I'm wooing. Oh, okay, perfect. It could have been oh wow. Ah, that's a positive reaction. That's great. Hello, uh, Mutiny Radio. There's ooh, what kind of beer is that? Ooh. Ooh, session. You know what that means, right? It means you can drink a lot. Session. I learned that recently. Uh, hello, good sir. All right. Oh, who are you? Uh, Jay. Jay? Cool. Are you a comedian? No. Cool. You're just Jay. That's awesome. Are you uh, Indian? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm Indian, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel closer to me now? Uh, a little bit. A little bit, right? Now you want me to do well. Before, you were like, oh, I hope this guy bombs. Yeah. Now it's like, do it for our people. <laughs> Be funny for us. Uh, s- my, s- my stupid white friend, he was like, uh, you're one of those curry munchers, aren't you? And curry, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not exactly. <laughs> Thanks for... But, <laughs> uh, but... And I was like, dude, why are you... I was, I was like... Uh, if you think, if you're munching your curry, I just don't know if you know how to eat properly. I mean, can you be like a little more correct? Call me a curry slurper? Get educated. It's just more polite. Uh, I had a horrible education. So in sex ed, a teacher, a kid asked the teacher, teacher, what's a dildo? And our teacher told us a dildo is slang for the male genitals. This is, yeah, this is, I went to public school. Yeah. And so, okay, fast forward to college. I have a woman in my bed, and she goes, do you mind if we play with my dildo? And I'm like, oh, man, you have a dildo? She's like, yeah. I'm like, she's like, is that weird? I'm like, I thought only guys had dildos. She's like, do you have a dildo? I'm like, of course I have a dildo. All guys have dildos. <laughs> so it's like sex is still like very like puzzling and mysterious to me. Like anytime I have sex, I feel like I'm I'm giving a speech at the Oscars. You know, it's like I'd like to thank alcohol. 
You were there all along. You helped me take risks when I was too afraid. Are you eating gummy worms during my set? Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to tell. This is like this is like two minutes right here, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm just gonna dangle it. I'm gonna keep it in my. Is that weird? To put it in my pocket. God damn it. Okay, I'm gonna eat this. That's gonna be my closer. I'm gonna eat the the, the worm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I hate it. Like it, I, on Yelp, sometimes you see a restaurant that has like 2,500 reviews. You're like, who is this 2,500th person that's like, my opinion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I have something to say. Is there, is there someone waiting for this also? Like, I know there are 2,499 reviews, but what does Beth L. think about the Chopino? <laughs> Thank you for the supportive laugh. If you enjoy that. You can never bomb when Pam's in the room. It's amazing. <laughs> it's anti-bomb. It's like a it's like a net for like a trapeze artist. <laughs> uh, I love calamari. That's my favorite appetizer. Oh, yes, look at that. <laughs> I actually have a tattoo of a calamari on my shoulder with a with a bite taken out of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so like, but I y y always thought that calamari was like a ring-shaped animal in the ocean. <laughs> like, and I watch a lot of nature shows and documentaries and like Planet Earth, and I was sure at some point David Attenborough was gonna be like, and now, the most majestic sea creature of them all, the calamari. It's not often seen because of the depths which it inhabits. It's more frequently seen in seafood restaurants where it's served deep fried and lightly battered. Due to the rate at which it's being consumed, it is now on the endangered species list. Some may say the ring shape of the calamari reflects nature's predatory circle of life and of death. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I feel like somehow there should be a way to end that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can just make it awkward. I just, I go, and that's the end. <laughs> I wish that would, ju that would just be so much easier if you didn't need punchlines. And that's the end of that one and the next joke now. Um, <laughs> I was on BART and I heard, I overheard a guy say to his friend, uh, I think I'm pretty good at the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy sounds like he's terrible at the computer. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at the computer. Uh, I, I, was, I called Comcast to get my internet upgraded, and I, the guy was like, but sir, your internet is already so fast. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, well, whatever, just get me the next fastest package. I would just like that. And he goes, but sir. I'm not sure if you understand. If you upgrade your internet any further, you are going to have business speed internet. And I felt so bad about myself. Like I had a moment like, like I'm so greedy. Like I had a moment like where you hear the character's inner dialogue in a movie like, what have I become? Now I'm a single man requesting business speed internet for personal use. I've become a slave to material desire. 
I've become superficial these days. Like, I try to sound smart. Uh, you guys know how people say smart things like, uh, like, eat to live. Don't live to eat. Sounds smart, right? <laughs> or, like a, or like, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And did you, get, did you get the feeling that the ooh, when that when that the reverse happens, I get that feeling. So I've been trying to give that to other people. So I was like, uh, my friend was like, we're gonna win this game or we're gonna die trying. And I said, well, if you die trying, then you, I don't know, if, if, then you tried to die. <laughs> he was like, no, that makes no sense at all. My other friend was like, man, I lost my job. I got laid off. And I was like, well, if you got laid off, then you're off to get laid. And he was like, no, I have no money. <laughs> it takes money to get laid in this life. I mean, does it take money to get laid? No. Yes, no. <laughs> Very divided. Hold up. Okay, do we have a, okay, so we have a no and a yes. Pam? I guess no. I'm saying I never took enough money to lay them, so I'm just <laughs> You never took enough money? It's required that they spend more money on you. Oh, oh, you, oh, I see. Yeah. So what, you'll just, you'll just two calamari appetizers? <laughs> Like, uh, what kind of dinner? Like, uh, at Arby's? <laughs> Will you sleep with a guy after a... I don't even know what the sandwiches are called. Oh, so you'll split a dinner, and then you'll fuck him still. Oh, wow. Do you, do you, would you have sex with someone if you split the bill with them? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're not gonna... <laughs> you're not gonna let completely loose in the bedroom. Oh, internally. Internal You'll just have a. Oh, but it, it, there's no, there's no consequences. No, there is. Okay, just like f six years down the line, you'll like you'll you'll hide his notebook. <laughs> Can you guys tell that I did my whole set? <laughs> Don't have any more material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, okay, I, I don't know if this counts as a threesome, but I met these two girls at a bar, and then I went home later, and I thought about them both while masturbating. <laughs> so I don't know if it totally counts. Um, I guess I can end with the story of how I lost my virginity. Uh, so high school prom, uh, it's about 7 o'clock, I'm waiting at home, and this Dreamcast had just come out, so I was playing Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast, yeah. And I played, and I played, and I played. Yeah, yeah. I was playing as Cervantes, the, the, the pirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was I got so into it, I got so into it that I played until midnight, and then I actually got so tired, I just fell asleep and I crashed. And then, 10 years later, <laughs> I went to a meetup here in San Francisco, and met like this, you know, really slutty girl. And uh, she, um, she let me put it in, it was nice. <laughs> she let me put it in. And then uh, just two weeks after that, I mean, here I am doing stand-up comedy at Mutiny Radio. I mean, things can change, folks. Thank you very much, I'm Richard Sarvati. <laughs> Had sex with a woman. Clap for it. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy that for a dollar. 
All right. Uh, so the way it worked is that Richard Cervante booked our next comedian. Happens to be uh, a lovely human being with with an amazing beard uh, and very funny jokes. So everybody, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, that was fun. It was Rich's birthday last week. That was fun. Hey, he's turning 32. I was curious. Okay, so were you playing Soul Calibur, the character Cervantes, because it sounded like Cervantes? That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> I was like, but this is me in the ring right now. I'm this pirate. I'm fighting. With the Soul Calibur, it's a, uh, what is the Soul Calibur again? I don't, I thought, isn't it like a thing? Isn't it like a weapon you get? Yeah, they own swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like the Soul Calibur was like the weapon you get at the end of it, though. I don't remember. I was just curious. Okay. Oh, see, I'm learning stuff right now. Okay. <laughs> should, I, should I do a jokes now? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, well, guys, I uh, was eating gummy worms. I hope everybody, anybody wants gummy worms, by the way, help yourself. They are delicious. Um, this is my dinner because I'm a responsible man. You know, I'm 20, 28, about to be 29, and I eat gummy worms and Budweiser because, you know, I figured it out. My blood is as thick as most corn syrup. Uh, so I am, yeah, I am, uh, I'm 28, like I said, and I'm currently the fattest I've ever been. It's cool. Yeah, hit the scales, rocking a killer 238, buddy. 5'10", 238, rock-solid foundation for that pyramid if you ever want to get one. If you ever want to make it a human pyramid, that cornerstone right here, okay? Uh, and that's good. And I found out recently that I'm that, I'm that fat because of the compliments that I get changed. Like, usually I got my hair cut recently, and so I have, like, a big grizzly Adam's beard usually, and looks at my hair's a lot longer. So normally I get my hair cut. And also, do you hear how loud I'm breathing right now? Like, that is so, it's like, uh, so, I'm getting real fat. Uh, uh, um, uh, but like, so the, I, the comments I usually get when I do cut my hair are, hey man, you lost a lot of weight. Did you, or did you lose weight? You look good. And the new one that I got recently was, wow, your head is tiny. That's all, <laughs> that's all, it's like uh it's like, yeah, compared to your fat body, so you just have a real small head. That's good. But uh, I'm also, so I'm worried because I'm on a, I'm all in the midst of that. It makes a lot of sense because I'm in the midst of like one of the best cold streaks ever in terms of getting laid since I had sex the first time. It's very good. Going on, I think, what, five or six months at this point. Yeah, it's, it, whatever. Uh, the only thing I'm worried, the only thing I'm worried about is that the next time I come that like, I still have like a go-getter attitude, you know what I mean? Like I still, my, I feel, I'm worried about my biology still being like enthusiastic somehow and like evolution still might be a thing. Like I'm just worried that my sperm might just try a little too hard. And the next time like I just ejaculate during sex, like it comes not just gonna come out like, but just like a worry, weird, like half-formed person's just gonna come out of my dick and just crawl into whoever, I mean, it's like, look, we tried to make something. It's like, ugh, look what we made. I'm like, no, buddy, you're terrible. I'm just worried about that. Anybody else worried about that? <laughs> Who's had a baby here? All right. <laughs> I just wish dudes, like said, I wish that, I don't know why, I kind of wish that guys wouldn't have that, that uh, genetic mutation happen. Like, just where, like, women just realize, like, no, we don't need guys anymore. And then for whatever reason, like, Y chromosomes are just like, 
well, shit, we got to try to find a way to perpetuate the male race. So we just start perpetuating our own seeds all the time, but we don't change our behaviors, you know? So at the same time, guys like keep masturbating at the same rate they do all the time, but they just come like full people. So it's like the wastebasket is just full of their babies all the time, <laughs> which would be horrible. But I mean, it would have some benefits though. Okay. One, abortion would probably definitely be legal because it'd just be like taking out the trash. You just have like a litter full of yourself. But if you're not careful, you don't change up your routine. Like you might actually birth the first human that's fully covered in athlete's foot. Like, you know, if you're still jerking off in, in socks, make some very disgusting people. It's like, it's like grayscale in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what Jorah Mormont, except his entire body. Or, you know, Ben uh, from Fantastic Four. That'd be cool. Hey, awesome. Um, I, uh, like I said, I'm weird. So I haven't been in a relationship for a while, but it's good. Last time I was in one, I got into a full conversation with another guy about spooning techniques. And that was real weird. <laughs> like in public, like fucking psychos. <laughs> So he's just like, hey, man, when I'm with my girlfriends, awesome. I like to be Little Spoon because I like that feeling of that safety net of her holding me, that little safety cage. And it's like, we're just dudes talking. It's like, we're heterosexual men. So like, we can't let vulnerability happen. So my body goes, no. So what I said in that moment was, I'm always Big Spoon, bro, <laughs> which is, it's like a fucking crazy, that's a crazy thing to say. That's a crazy response to have. And this guy got insecure in that moment. <laughs> he got like weirded out by that and goes like, well, no, we just have to sleep that way because her arms are long and gangly. That's the only reason. It's like, what? It's like, I made you insecure. It's like, this is a person that loves you and you're trying to impress me. I'm a fucking idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? And the reason like I was thinking about that was I'd like to be little, but I want to have that feeling of being held. But at the same time, I'm dating like a small Asian woman. A little spoon doesn't operate the same way. Every time that I am the little spoon, it's not like I'm being held. It's like I'm some kind of horrible Sasquatch carrying like a flesh backpack around the mountainside. <laughs> like in some, I'm some Sasquatchian fur trader. Like, look, I'm carrying my flesh wares from town to town. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I'm tan right now, and that's cool. Uh, but the, the reason, yeah, you know, it's like, if you're fat, you might as well be tan. That's cool. <laughs> fat tan guy. Um, but Show us. Oh, you want to see it? That's if you want. I mean, like it's probably. I thought I just assumed it was poking out of the back of my shirt anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. It's the gummy worms. <clears throat> little peek. <clears throat> little little bow peep. Let's see. Let's do that. Let's see. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, that was. I, I think I, I think I picked like the one spot. You know. <laughs> I think it was just like my lack of flexibility also showing. It's like, but this part. I don't know. Um. But like I said, the cool job I have right now is I work as a Segway tour guide. It's fun. Because, yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, I used to have to deal with the saddest people in the world a lot. They're really sad folks a lot of the times. And because, like, you're doing cool stuff, but you have to pay $70 a time to take these tours. And some people, yeah, some people have crossed oceans to take Segway tours. And that's the first thing they do. It's fucking horrifying. <laughs> And like, see, well, you have people like, so I had a man the other day, he said the saddest thing in the world to me, he comes up to me after the tour and goes, John, I've lived in San Francisco for five years, and that Segway tour we just went on, that was the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and like, Jesus, <laughs> like, if a Segway tour is even in the top 20 things in your life, 
here's the thing. You should just kill yourself. That's just, that's all. And the thing is, if I'll give you a segue to do it with. I will, if as long as you take that segue and run it off the Golden Gate Bridge, like your death will be infinitely more meaningful than your life ever was. Okay, because that's all, that's all it is. I don't know. So I'm worried about, uh, uh, yeah, I'm worried about, like, eating a lot. And it was because I, I, uh, I saw a man commit one of the worst crimes I've ever seen. And this is, like, one of the most disgusting things ever in my life in a deli. And here's what it was. It was a man goes up to a counter. He orders a sandwich. And he goes, ham sandwich. I go, okay. It's like, vegetables. No. And then he says the worst sentence I've ever heard in my entire life, which was mayonnaise. <laughs> Extra mayonnaise. I'll tell you when. Ooh. Oh, no. oh, gross. Gross. Well, here, let's see if you don't change your mind in a second, because is she, the lady making the sandwich, she doesn't have anything else on, full scoop of mayonnaise, blast it on. Guy's eyes are just hungry and just goes like, yeah, yeah. He's hungry. Number two, full slather mayonnaise. Slices it on. He's looking at him. He's just still got the, the fire in his eyes. He already has the mayonnaise sweat like on his fucking entire face. You know, the little grease. Third, the full thing of mayonnaise. At this point, she's just looking back at him with a look that just says, please don't make me do this anymore. <laughs> please let me stop. <laughs> and then he goes like... <laughs> Four full things of mayonnaise... Four full scoops of mayonnaise on the sandwich. At this point, the bread is like this. The mayonnaise is at least like that. Just like off the top. She goes, like, anything else? He goes, no, that's fine. And then sandwiches this thing together. Mayonnaise shoots down the side like the worst fucking mayonnaise, like, cum shot of all time. The worst cream cheese cum shot. Wraps up her sandwich, ramps up his sandwich, and he takes off. Now, the thing is... If this guy's going to go to this length to be this disgusting, like, we think, why stop at four at this point? I think you have to, the only thing I could think of in my mind is the guy's just sitting there going, like, yeah, I got to go four because I don't want to look like a fucking creep or anything, you know? But at the same time, like, if that guy has that level of self-control, you feel like there's still a level of restraint. So he goes back to his house. And, like, I know, I know dirty, awful eating, so he just, like, probably goes to his house, like, pulls out the special jar of mayonnaise he just has for sandwich dipping. And he's just called Daddy's Dippinase and just takes it out and just dips this horrible sandwich inside and just goes like this, shuts his blinders, just devours it. He's like, this is Daddy's Dippinase. No one judges me in the dark here. This is where I can finally live. I don't know. Now, follow-up question to that joke. No, it's not me. But that is an appropriate question. It is an appropriate question. And I think that's going to be it for me. Thanks, guys. doesn't love mayonnaise or loves if it, as long as it was best foods I don't have a problem with that whole set I have no problem as long as it was best foods it was if it was like some other sad form of mayonnaise I'd have a huge problem but best foods no biggie put it in my mouth I no seriously like that's how I was trained right like artichokes when I was a kid they'd be like hey you can either have lemon butter or you can have mayonnaise, and I was like, mayonnaise. This is a this is a small vegetable uh, like delivery method for me to eat 
bits of mayonnaise. It, I love mayonnaise. I'm sorry. I, your joke just kept making me hungrier and more excited. I was like, I can't think of the sandwich I'd put that mayonnaise on. I'd take that mayonnaise home. I'd save it. Squirt it out of the sides. I'd save it in a plastic container and use it on my other sandwich. That's because I'm poor. Uh, and I love mayonnaise. Your next comedian, he's also poor. Uh, I don't know if he likes mayonnaise, but he does look like he... Uh, makes and uh, and has weird sexual projects uh, with puppets. So that's, or that he sells uh, used cars. I don't know which way you want to go with this, uh, but either way, you're going to love his jokes, everybody. It's Zach Wiseman. Oh, boo. Boo this man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I am I am dressed like I own puppets. I've also I've also heard that I dr- I'm dressed like uh, I host a Suicide the Game Show. <laughs> pretty solid, pretty solid. Uh, I'm dressed like this because I find all my clothes on the ground. Pretty rad. I uh, I live across the street from a Salvation Army. And people will donate things in the middle of the night, which means they just leave it outside. <laughs> That's all my shit now. That's all mine for your last piece. Last year, I did laundry two times. <laughs> last year, two times in a calendar year. What I'd do is I'd go and I'd find clothes that fit me and then I'd take them and I'd put them on because people wash things before they donate them. I don't know why, but thank you. <laughs> and then when they get dirty, I just put them back. <laughs> I just basically borrowed clothes from Salvation Army <laughs> for about a year. It was fantastic. One night, I went out there, and I found uh, found uh, six pairs of Tom's shoes. Uh, I found a Garmin GPS, and I found a sack full of dildos, all in one pile. A full sack. Like, someone was either like, this sex addiction thing has to end now, or maybe they just tried a bunch of things and then reserved the few that they like. You know what I mean? It's real. Either way, I was amazed because, like, it smelled like latex, you know? Like, normally, a sack full of dildos smells like a fucking sack of dildos, you know what I mean? (laughs) These people took care of their shit, is what I'm saying. And I have more shoes than I've ever had in my entire life. It's great. What's the the thing with Tom's shoes? You buy a pair of Tom's shoes, and then I'll find them outside, and they'll be mine? Is that the... (laughs) I bet the actual thing is like if you if you buy a pair of Tom shoes, they go up to a kid and they're like, "Hey kid, uh, keep a pair for yourself. You do great work here at Tom's." You can <laughs> Tom shoes. <laughs> I bet if Donald Trump was black, he would be the coolest motherfucker that has ever existed. <laughs> Nobody could say anything mean about him because he would just look like a boss. Don't clap. Next time I go to next time I go to a doctor, which I don't know when that'll be, but next time I go to a doctor, uh, I'm gonna fuck with him, and I have at least one thing I want to say to a doctor, totally straight face. So I'm gonna be like, uh, yeah. When I, when I pee, my, my urine feels cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, I just want to know if they'll see. Like, really? I know exactly what that is. And I'll be like, what the fuck is that? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? <laughs> how are you going to do it? What? Pills. Pills? That's solid. That's a good one. You die happy that way. Anybody? Nobody? Bridge? Bridge? You're going to crash a plane full of people? No, I'm going to be in a plane crash. Fucking Pam Benjamin Taliban. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I like bridge, uh, but I think I'm going to jump onto the bridge. You know what I mean? It's tall enough from top to road. You can kill yourself that way. Stop traffic for a day. You'll probably make a holiday out of that. At least uh, some kind of fund, you know? It'll be good. I'm either going to do that or... Um, I hang myself underwater. Because <laughs> one of those things is unnecessary. And I think it's hilarious. You know, he just rocks your ankles and use the dock. Solve that one, monk. You know what I mean? I think the manliest way to kill yourself uh, would probably be with your bare hands. <laughs> I have not figured out the logistics on this yet, but God damn it. Nobody could could. Could accuse you of like uh, messing up a cry for help, you know? They'd be like, "Well, he meant to do that." That's <laughs> 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 there's no no ifs ands or buts about it. I say shit like that, and then people would be like, "Jesus Christ, Zach, did your dad not hug you enough when you were a kid?" And uh, I don't like that for many reasons. First of all, don't use hack lines on me. You know what I mean? If you're trying to insult me, think of something and then use... Don't fucking use lines. Second of all, maybe he didn't hug me enough when I was a kid. But he fucked me all the time, you know? So it's not like he's some absentee father. You know, he's always there for me with his giant cock. You know, what, Tommy beat you up? Come here, I'll fuck the shit out of you, kid. That's my impression of my dad. <laughs> Oh man. If I <laughs> it's it's so much fun. <laughs> Some jokes are just more fun. And maybe you see it in my delivery of them. I don't know. I never want to have kids. Cause I would ruin them. I'd destroy those children. Like not even accidentally how most people ruin kids. I would intentionally ruin them. Like if I ever caught my kid masturbating, I would pretend that he was the first person to do that. Ever. Because <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious, right? You walk in on your kid, you'd be hunched over, you'd be like, buddy, is your penis itchy? What are you doing right now? What, why, why is there milk coming out of your penis? Get in the car. We're going to the hospital. Get in the car now! And I wouldn't stop. I'd be sweating, weaving through traffic. You know, I'd get to the hospital, pacing in the lobby, finally see the doctor. The doctor would be like, uh, sir, what's the issue? And I'd be like, look, doc, this is going to sound weird. Uh, but I walked into my kid. Uh, he was practicing shaking hands with his penis. Uh, he's 12 years old now, uh, probably trying to get in the job market, realizes a good handshake is really how you seal that, regardless. Uh, so I walk, and then tapioca just comes spilling out from his penis. You know, show him what you're doing. Come on, it was faster than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't show him. Holy shit, Doc, you gotta try this. <laughs> and that'd be the day my kid thinks he invented masturbation. And that's, uh, that's a really weird complex to put on anybody, you know? So I figured this out, guys. 
I figured out how to get a free coffin. Did I pique your interest? Anyway, okay. Here's what you do. You go into a mortuary or anywhere they sell coffins, really. I hear Costco sells coffins, right? So you go into a Costco and find the coffins. Shop around for a minute. You're about to steal this thing. So whatever you value in a coffin, whether it be like nice pads and linens or like the airtight ones that explode, that's pretty cool. Uh, find what you want in a coffin. And then get inside of it and shoot yourself. It's your coffin now. It's yours. <laughs> You thought cars lost their resale value? Nope, coffins. Those are the ones <laughs> really do value quickly. If you ever see a coffin, it costs $3. It's because a man died inside of it, and now they don't know whether it's haunted or not. <laughs> I'm not exercising those demons. I'd never kill myself, guys. Uh, but what I will do is I'll keep writing the suicide notes, you know? I'll write them, and I'll carry them around. That way, if I die in some fantastical manner, they'll find a suicide note on me. And they'll just be very... Like, if I got hit by a meteorite, and then they found a suicide note... <laughs> How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> That's goddamn amazing! Obviously, this wasn't a cry for help gone awry. He was in control of the cosmos. I knew exactly what the, who he's doing. They <laughs> say, uh, say the formula for comedy is tragedy plus time equals comedy. And I don't know if that's true because I think things are funny immediately. But I do think it would be a really cool thing to say to a group of kids right before you shot yourself in front of them. You know what I mean? Be like, ah, you'll get it. You'll have, just wait for our kids. They'll get it. They'll get it. You know, maybe that was your, that's what your uh, dying grandmother was trying to say to you. She was like, ah, come closer. I just got this really good joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. How much more time do I have to do? One minute? Oh, man. I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. This comedy thing really has to work out, guys. So I'm really banking on it. <laughs> kind of live myself into a corner here. Uh, but I think it will. I'll probably be like, I'll probably be like the Larry Cable guy at comedy, you know? Maybe that. Well, instead of Larry, it'll be Zach. Uh, instead of the Cable guy, it'll be found dead, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> huh? You think of that? You think of that zinger? I'm just leaving there. I'm leaving. That's that's where I'm leaving. All right, guys. So good night. Zach Wiseman. Oh God. Yes, he's gonna live. I promise. Um, he. Uh, well, you know, I have no idea what to say about comedy at this point because I am drunk. But your next comedian. It's so terrible, too, because I have to go to this show after the show, and I have to pretend that I'm Anthony Medina. But it'll probably be better if I'm drunk. I think it'll be better. Yeah, tonight, yeah, after this, I have to. I have an outfit. I'm going to dress up like Anthony Medina. I'm going to do all his jokes. 
because I have them memorized because he's been doing it for the past five years. So it's really easy because I have all of his jokes written down. I'm just going to dress up like him. That way I don't have to be a bitch, you know, instead of having to like roast him and say terrible things about his smile or how skinny he is or whatever. I just get to do his jokes dressed up as him. It's going to be cute. I'm excited. Sil Parada after this. Your next comedian, though. I have a bunch of your art in the back room. Yeah, he's an amazing artist. I actually have a piece of his art in my kitchen because it's so rad. Uh, he's not just an amazing artist. The, I, I love the piece with, I have the piece in my kitchen that's with the pig and the morning, noon, and night, and it's so delicious. The other white meat, I love that. I love it. It's right underneath my other picture of bacon. I love bacon. Anyways, I love this next comedian. Uh, he's an amazing human being, and he's very, very funny. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Jordan Saramonera. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. How fun is this? Oh, man. I just did a show in front of the woman that I've been dating's mother, and I got to do a cartoon art slideshow presentation that revealed uh, how fucking pathetic of a person I am right in front of her. That was really fun. Yeah, it was good. It was a really nice time. Uh, highly embarrassing. Uh, it felt good. I uh, just got back from L.A. L.A. was a lot of fun. Uh, I was at a comedy show the other night, and a comic in L.A. was on stage, and he said uh, to the audience, I'll give you $10 to kill that guy. And I was like, whoa, you've got $10? That's fucking sick. L.A. must be like where it's at. I barely fucking got home, guys. That was I've got less than ten dollars left. Just running on empty, running low. That was that was really risky. I, I felt like I was gonna get to that point last night. Uh, I drove home after a show, uh, like eleven o'clock show. I got out there at about twelve thirty, and I drove because that's like the only time where there wouldn't be traffic from there to here. And then I was imagining having to like be at a gas station and actually be like, can can I, do you think I could have $10 so I could get home? And I've never done that before. And I was really just, at a certain point I was like, you know what, maybe you should just do it and see if you can just get $10 even if you don't need it. <laughs> just to try, just to try. Uh, it was weird being in that space. I, I know I've told some of you guys this uh, before, but I worked at that the space I just did a show at uh, in, in the Hate, that second act space. I used to work there, and I only worked there because drummer comedian Aaron Barrett uh, knew the woman that was running the business that I was going to work for, and he was like, hey, dude, there's going to be a comedy space in there eventually. You should get a job there, and then you'll have, like, first dibs only reason that I worked at that fucking place, right? Just did comedy there for the first time. That place has been open for three years. I got fired before the space even opened because it was a fucking fresh juice bar in the hate. Like, what else could you not want to earn money doing? That's the worst. Because people come up to you at, at a place like that like you're some kind of juice shaman. <laughs> like you can cure their ailments with fresh pressed juice. <laughs> what do you recommend for a cold? Fucking get out of the hate. It's disgusting here. Like, a dude just shit outside of the front door of this establishment. 
stay at home. Eat some soup. I don't... What do you want from me? What do you recommend for the gout? Ew. Fucking go to the doctor. That's... Hundreds of years of Western medicine have not gotten us to the point of resolving the gout with a fresh-pressed juice. You're an idiot. I have a little boy who has cancer. What do you recommend for a little boy who has cancer? Pineapple orange. Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Works every time. Works every time. I got fired from that job because I run on local microwave time. I'm consistently an hour early or an hour late. Or if it's blinking 12 o'clock in my kitchen, I just eat lunch all day. (laughs) Did not... (laughs) did not work in my favor. I saw that a 35-year-old man in Sebastopol murdered his parents. And I thought about that. I was like, damn, 35 years old? It's not a little old to be murdering your parents. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a fucking wife you could be killing, dude? (laughs) Get a life. What a loser. Loser guy. I'm still trying to, like, I'm kind of baffled about how I got all this hair. Like, it's all over my fucking body. It's not just for show on my head. It's everywhere. It's insane. But I got all this hair and, like, no manly qualities. Like, I don't know anything about cars. I wish I knew something about cars. Because I drive a car, and every time I'm driving, I'll see people pulled over to the side of the road with their hazard lights on. And I want to help because, like, I'm a good-natured person. I want to help. But the best I could do is be like, hey, man, I'm sorry you're having some car troubles. I've got some weed if you want to get high while we wait for AAA. I think the best I can do for your car is make it smell like weed. Not good. I think it was because of the way I was raised. I was raised by a single mother. I was raised like an Obama speech. <laughs> raised by a single mother. Working hard. Oh, that's stupid. I'm not even going to do it anymore. That's dumb. <laughs> Find the time to nurse the mind one of our young people. Uh, stupid. I can't do it. I used to do that all the time. I can't do that anymore. Um, no, it's weird, though. Like, Because my parents had a weird relationship. And it's very clear to me that they never loved each other. Um, and that I was completely the result of drunken Marine Corps sex. That's, like, something I deal with, and that's fine. But I didn't, like, I don't know. I I still love them so much, and I try everything I can to be, like, a good son. Like, every August 9th, I call up my mom. I say, hey, mama, it's your little boy, Jordy. Happy birthday. I love you. Every October 13th, I call up my papa. I say, dad, how's it going? Happy birthday, dad. I love you. He says, I thank you. I love you too, son. But I take it one step further, you know. I know it's not a big deal. Yeah, so what? I know my parents' birthdays. But I know my parents' anniversary. And every uh, August 28th, I call my parents. And I say, uh, hey, Mom. I just wanted to let you know. I'm really uh, proud of you and Dad for getting married. She said, we've been divorced since you were one. And I wish you would stop doing this. (laughs) I wish you would stop calling like this. And I just want to remind her about all the decisions that she made in her life. <laughs> I saw the the Guinness Book of World Record was beaten recently. A man 
beat Donkey Kong using only one life. His own, yeah, his own life, yeah. <laughs> 35 years later, that man can safely move out of his parents' basement in Sebastopol. No harm, no foul, mom and dad. Thank you for letting me stay in your basement this long. I saw the first successful transplant of a penis was completed here in the United States. He has a, well, he lost his dick, and then he got a new one from a cadaver. That's right. A dead dick was put onto that man. I don't, they picked the, the donor uh, because the man was said to have lived a long, hard life. And, uh, and now the recipient's wife uh, will finally know what it's like to feel dead inside. <laughs> no more of that figurative faking it, you know? She's really going to get it. Ugh. saw a study that said uh, habitually smoking marijuana makes you worse at your job. 40-year study just concluded that. They figured that out because that study was supposed to take two weeks. That's uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> I like thinking about like the, the, the head scientists like calling back to the research team. You know, like, Hey, we, we got a deadline here. You know, we, we, we got to get some results. This is, a, this is a small budget. We need some results. Do you have anything for us? Oh, yeah, man. We're just, we're just going to go down to 7-Eleven and get some snacks and then come back and fire up the Lord of the Rings trilogy and get right back on it. 40 years later, finally. Sick. I made it. I fucking made it, guys. See what L.A. did to me? I'm a road comic now. I'm a road dog. Oh, oh. Fucking out there barking at people and shit. Doing fucking bars with nearly 20 audience members in it. Holy shit. The dream is alive in Los Angeles, California, guys. Did an improv space last night. Eight people in the audience. Three of them. My best friends from Kansas. <laughs> That's right. I'm a fucking bringer in L.A. What do you know about that shit? I'm going to fucking be somebody someday. But right now, I'm just back in San Francisco. Here we are. You can hear me live on the internet. And uh, I'm sure I sound great. I'm sure I sound happy. But if you could see me, you could tell I'm really sad. Uh, like, I felt, like I felt something back there. I made somebody feel something. <laughs> we do the... We just do the... Oh, <laughs> Oh, you want me to do the in and out? I thought you were gonna ask me to do the jingles. I'll take. I'll do the requests. I'll do the requests. I'll do the condensed version. I'll do. I'll do the condensed version. Uh, your friends here? Who's your friend? You're the friend. Where are you from, man? San Diego. San Diego. See, they got the in and out burger down there. I'm not from here. I'm from Kansas, and the uh, first time that I was introduced to In-N-Out Burger was uh, actually just the other day, uh, just the other day. My uh, good friend of mine here, he was like, hey, let's go to In-N-Out Burger. I was like, what do you, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a burger's place. It's California tradition. Real good. You got to have it, man. Best burger you'll ever eat. I was like, whoa, that's a statement. So I get in there. I think I know what I'm doing, right? I'm at the counter. I'm ordering a double cheeseburger and some fries. And then at the last second, um, 
my buddy says, hey, man, do yourself a favor. You're going to get that animal style. Well, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was kind of taken aback. It was like a deer in the headlights, you know. I figured I'd go with my instinct and go trust my friend, right? So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take that animal style as well. And I uh, found out my friend was playing a little prank on me. Uh, because animal styles, apparently, when they uh, make you eat it under the table, a little kid kicking me the whole time. Highly unenjoyable burger. And they coaxed me into a kennel afterwards with a shake. And I couldn't come out until everybody was done scrubbing the floors. That's rough. That's rough. But then they uh, then they tagged my ear, and now I get 10% off every time I go in. That's right. Tried to go back for double, double, double again, and uh, and uh, then they just pumped me full of hormones and fed me to the next guy. That's right. <laughs> That's a meta joke. I should not be here right now. <laughs> the saddest part about it is that uh, there's like, f I'm going to say 24 punchlines to that joke. <laughs> and they all suck. Oh, yeah. Give it up for Pam. Uh, the Book It Forward show. So Jordan Sermonera booked our next comic, who you guys are going to be super stoked to see. Uh, we should also be excited because I'm going to right now lift the ban, uh, and we're going to be smoking pot inside. I'm going to pull out a pipe. We're all going to smoke pot. I have a bunch of pot. Everything's going to be great. Uh, I'm lifting the ban right now for us because of our next comic, who's a very funny man. And put your hands together. It's Josh Holub. Yeah. The hell is happening right now? What is this smoking pot thing? I don't know what's going on. Do you know what this is? Hello? Is this thing on? Hi, Sam. I thought we could just talk. We are a very small group. This feels a little too formal. Maybe I'll tell some jokes. Maybe I'll take my dick out and try to rap battle it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. You like the jizz? Me too. I don't have any jokes about it, but it's fun to jizz. Uh, I'm going to get drunk during this set. You guys can smoke weed. I'm going to get drunk. They're going to talk. I guess uh, you guys are both from San Diego? You, what was your name, man? Jason. Jason? And what about your friend behind you? Who's, are you, you don't know her? She, she could, you're from France. Wow. How'd you end up here? Get up for this lady from France. Come on. She's from France. There's a place downstairs, something or other. I don't care. I'm happy that you're here, though. I'll try to do my best to impress you. Come on in, man. We're having a show. What's your name, friend? I'm Josh. That's a great name. Guess what my name is? Close. It's got a J, and it's exactly your name. What is it? There you go. That's my name. The end. <laughs> Crowd work. That's how it's done, people. Crowd work. You learning something back there? You've been ha you've been really like you've been trooping through this, man. What's your, what's your name? Uh, Josh. Good name. Good choice. <laughs> See, he knows. I won't fuck with him if you have my name. Everyone should just be named Josh. It is a good name. 
Um, I hate my mom for it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's try out a bit. I don't know a lot, as you guys can clearly tell. Look at me. I don't look like a guy who has a lot of answers. But there is one person in my life who does have a lot of answers. My Aunt Linda is giving away all the answers to life for free on her Facebook page. You guys should check it out. She loves the Facebook. She's just on there all the time. Blippity blah blah bloop. No, you Mexican cut my grass. Jesus spoke American. Trump 2016. She loves the internet, Facebook, all the time. She is dropping hate on Facebook like it's a mixtape every single day. She is not happy with her life. She's not uh, happy. No, I'm going to try to have, get, get laid later, and that's going to fuck me up. I get weird on weed. Um, like socially, I get a little, a little bit different. How about you guys smoke the weed? I can't even stick commit to a bit for longer than like uh, 30 seconds. Now I'm talking about weed. I'm literally. So uh, I wanted to try this out though. So my Aunt Linda is crazy, and she's really mad. And I think it has something to do with my Uncle Fred. My Uncle Fred, is uh, he's, a, he's a fire starter. He likes to poke my Aunt Linda, who's kind of racist, as you can tell. She tr supports Trump. She's a little nuts. My Uncle Fred, every time I go back and visit, he's like, hey, tell me a joke. I'm a pretty funny guy. I should do comedy. So in my head, my Uncle Fred is a comedian. So I wrote him a set. Uh, and this is um, if I, my Uncle Fred did stand-up comedy, because um, all he does is he just pisses off my Aunt Linda, and he's a piece of shit, and he makes her even worse. So this is uh, my Uncle Fred doing stand-up comedy. I hope you guys enjoy it. And also, I don't really do impressions. Do you guys like impressions? Yes! All right. This is my impression of my Uncle Fred uh, doing stand-up comedy. Uh, you guys, hi, it's good to be here. Thank you, it's good to be here. Also, you might learn why my Aunt Linda hates him throughout this. You might learn something. Uh, my name, I'm Uncle Fred for the sake of this bit. Uh, those are my jokes. You guys, it is uh, 2016. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, right? Crazy. It's 2016. It is socially unacceptable to say the word retarded. Now, if you didn't know that, then you are a faggot. Thank you. Thank you. No, I just, uh, also, I, uh, I have difficulties uh, maintaining and achieving an erection. Okay, next joke. Uh, I did, uh, it was a good day today. It was a beautiful day outside. I did my three favorite things. I, uh, I went for a run. I drank a nice cold beer after work, and I strangled myself with a belt while I masturbated. It was a good day. Uh, by the way, I have difficulties achieving and maintaining an erection. Thank you. Uh, my wife told me recently, fucking Linda, she told me recently that I have a weird orgasm. I said, Linda, what the fuck are you talking about? And she says, yeah, you just yelled 9-11 was an inside job a bunch of times. Anyway, I can't achieve an erection. I went to the... Uh, I went to the doctor's office the other day. Had to get my first prostate exam. Never had a prostate exam in my life. And uh, I was real squirmy about it. And I don't know how I feel about another guy putting his finger up my butthole. You know, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, he just said to me, look, Freddie, if you keep acting like this, next time I have to check your pussy. Anyway, I have difficulties <laughs> achieving and maintaining an erection. I prefer to have sex uh, with my beautiful wife, Linda, with the lights off. That way it's easier to, for me to pretend that she's really a man. Thank you. Uh, just uh, in case you guys forgot, I have difficulties uh, achieving and maintaining an erection. Man, some people are up here Netflix and chilling it. I don't do that. I'm, I came here to Netflix and kill, am I right? 
but my uncle Fred is just Netflix and tries to achieve an erection. <laughs> I don't know how to end that bit, so that's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I had planned. Yay. We'll figure out something else. Zanzu was at my house. Uh, this is a true story. I came home the other night. Do you remember this? It's crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah, you just you totally took advantage of my roommate because he's a giant cokehead and he just does anything at two in the morning. And I come home to the dumbest shit at my house. Hi, what's your name? Do you know any stupid cokeheads? Because all right, they're probably they're probably all my roommates. So. Uh, if you know any, you've been to my house. I, ha I was fucking, I had two times in two days, someone just walks, in, I have to start locking my door because people just walk into my room um, because my roommates won't tell anyone where the bathroom is and everyone's high in cocaine at my house at four in the morning. It's fantastic. I used to have a joke about that, but anyway. Yeah, I probably should do that. I feel like that would really make it, because our house actually looks pretty nice, but you start doing shit like that, it just, it's really like, idiots live here. You know, I want to maintain, I, you know, but bring, bring a girl out back to my house, which is already difficult enough, and I, I have to explain that to her. Anyway, I don't get laid. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, really, though, how many times do you have to get chlamydia before you can spell it? I mean, because you'd think like six times, six, and you'd have it figured out, but I mean, it's still not enough. And fucking don't even get me started on gonorrhea. I mean, I don't know how to spell it, but every time I go to Google, all I got to do is type in G, autocorrect, right to gonorrhea every time. <laughs> Google knows what I'm doing. Dirty shit. Dirty. I'm trying to listen to my therapist more, but he just keeps telling me, sir, you have to leave the Jamba Juice. You're scaring the customers. <laughs> I think that's good advice. It's good advice. <laughs> It's, it's a surprisingly good advice. They usually tell me to kill myself, and I'm like, eh, maybe you're right. You might be onto something. They don't get paid enough at Jamba Juice, but minimum wage therapy. Can't over undersell it. Thank you all for being here. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm drinking a tiny Jim Beam. I love you, Pam. Hey, how about Pam Benjamin? Doing a great job. I love her. Great. Two minutes. I was just I was just saying give it up for Pam Benjamin because I I meant it. I you know I'm I'm not one of these hacks like these other comics that you've seen tonight. They're gonna come up here and like do it by the books, all right? And like end with a strong joke, all right? I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, which is wildly erratic and mildly entertaining. So. <laughs> That would be my, uh, when I apply to comedy festivals, that's what I say. I say, I really do think my style can be described as wildly inconsistent. I think that would be me as a comedian. Why, very up and down, very up. Uh, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm like a manic depressant comedian uh, in a real and uh, meta sense. And they're all like shaking their heads like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, I got a phone. We live in the future. <laughs> if you guys knew about this. I realized we lived in the future the other day because I was in the bathroom smoking my uh, e-cigarette, which I'm going to do right now because I want. That's what I do now. I smoke my future cigarette at work while I take a shit and swipe on Tinder. It's the closest I'll ever get to driving a spaceship, I feel like. <laughs> 
But at least I'm getting paid for it. This is the future we were promised, I guess. I don't know. But the future is amazing. It's right here. Back in the day, we used to be able to, like, if I had a question, I actually remember there not being an internet. An internet. That's what an old person would say. You guys like pornography? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, there was a, I remember a time when I used to have to call my mom or dad if I had a question. One time we had, I forget what it was, but we actually had to call my dad. So ah, my dad will know this answer. But now you can just ask the phone. The phone knows anything. Josh, you look like a smart man. You got a nice name. Ask me anything, and I'll prove to you that it's the future. Any question you don't know. It could be like, uh, what's the capital of a country or a, a question, a, a math question, any question. All right, you're making this difficult on me. Let's say, how about where was Anne Frank, Anne Frank born? Let's just do that, because uh, I've already ruined this bit. But all you got to do is just go to Google, right? You got your Google app on my phone. You type it in, and in two seconds, boom, I'm watching porn on my phone. You guys, we live in the future. It's amazing. 2016, it's just a touch away. And that was my very wildly sporadic and unendearing end of my set. Give, now give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yay! Josh Holub, yeah! yeah! Go support him every Tuesday night at Showdown. Uh, they do the sign-ups during the day, and I think the open mic starts at like 9 to 9.30. Whenever they feel like it. Because they're drunk. What happens? Are we... Jordan's in it? Oh, Christ! I need to go to Showdown. It's it's so, so late for me on a Tuesday because I'm an old lady, and I just don't know if I can handle it. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. We have two comedians left, and oh my God, they're both ladies. Ladies rock block! Yeah! Finally, we got some pussy in the joint, pussy in the joint. I'm not objectifying them by saying that, but I'm excited about our next comedian. She wore makeup for you motherfuckers, all right? She fucking put makeup on, so you better fucking appreciate it. She doesn't usually do that. She just usually tosses her hair from side to side. But you're going to love her and her jokes. Everybody put your hands together. It's Mary Goss! I am wearing makeup today. That's how I know that, like, generally I look like a human tire fire because, like... Anytime I like put just the slightest effort into my appearance, everyone loses their goddamn minds. Just like, oh God, you've done it now. How are we feeling? We're feeling good. Seems like we're feeling good. You're not, you're not feeling good, John Gallagher? John Gallagher's not feeling good. Should, oh, now, now, now he's got weed. Ugh, I wish I could smoke weed. But I can't. I get too freaked out. Um, so this is, this is my first time back to mutiny for a minute, actually. I was in Europe for a while. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was two and a half weeks and I was really mostly just excited to just get back and be completely fucking insufferable for months. Like just, I just want to talk about my time abroad, you know, and just like the experiences I've had and just for, that's what I'm going to do this whole time. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I was, uh, so I went to five countries in two weeks uh, because I feel like the best way to like really get a handle on uh, the area you're visiting is to spend two to three days in the most touristy parts. Um, you know what I like the most about Prague, for example, is just like how everyone's looking at maps all the time. It's just they really know where they are. It's very present, very beautiful. Um, 
but I was I was trying to get uh, th- at least assimilate myself a little bit while I was in Europe. So I learned a few key phrases in each language, uh, but I really only ended up using the one. Um, and I'll go with uh, the French one because that's the language that I can speak. Um, but the only the only phrase I ended up using from the ones that I've learned is just like, uh, oh, and you're yeah, you're gonna I'm gonna do this all wrong. There's an actual French person here. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, aidez-moi s'il vous plaît, uh, j'ai un grand gueule de bois et uh, j'ai, uh, j'ai besoin de trouver Dieu. Which is wrongly saying, uh, please help me, I have a giant hangover and I need to find God. <laughs> so <laughs> that is the only, the only phrase I ended up using. Um, and something interesting happened uh, fairly recently too. Something interesting uh, on my on my a couple of my first mics back. I was uh, I was feeling a little off the other day. I wasn't feeling so great, and I was just like, "Fuck it! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this shit. I'm gonna get out of my house. I'm gonna uh, go to an open mic." And that was a bad idea, as it turns out. Because it was like, uh, you know, right before me, I knew where I was on spot and someone was about to call my name and I was just like, this shit is going down. Like, I felt like ass and I was sweating profusely and, uh, you know, we've all been there, we've all been there, just like, right before they called my name, I was just sweating my ass off, just like, I knew that something was going violently wrong, so, uh, and it it happened. I had a full-blown anxiety attack on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. But I have a question. Uh, did you think that I was going to shit myself or vomit in that story? Vomit. vomit? Okay. I was asking myself the same question at the time. Um, but as it turns out, like I, uh, as far as open mics go, which is obviously not setting a very high bar, uh, I did pretty well. So I think that's just going to be like my new thing now. Like I'm just going to be the person having an anxiety attack on stage. <laughs> Um, but I can't really do that on my own. I'll need some help. So if you could uh, just help me organize that before any time I go up on stage, you can just just make a strange man talk super close to me. <laughs> or uh, just remind me that optimistically I'm going to outlive my own mother. Um, or you could just schedule anything that happens at any time that's 3 in the morning. That happens every night at 3 in the morning. I am on a very strict schedule. I am violently unwell. Um, it's cute, it's cute, it's fun. We're all feeling good, okay? I was also, I was thinking about dating. Yeah, uh, I hate it and it's bad. I <laughs> do not like it because it's one of those things that like, well, especially with all the apps and shit that are happening now, and I'm not gonna go into that whole bullshit because everyone talks about it, but it's become this thing where everyone just is way too optimistic. Like, uh, what happens is I'll meet someone and then like they'll just completely stop talking to me, which good choice in general. But it's usually because they like clearly like think they can do better. Like everyone just thinks they can do better now that they have like all these options to just like meet people and potentially have sex with them. And I feel like especially in my case, like that's very true. Um, can absolutely one million percent do better. I am both hyperactive and depressed. Um, and I, what else, what else is wrong with me? Um, no, I do have nightly panic attacks at three in the morning. That's really annoying for people. Um, and also I spend 90% of my free time with my ex-boyfriend and the other, the other 10%, I spend texting him about Rihanna. Um, 
Yeah, so it's it's really fun. It's really normal. Everyone knows that. Uh, he's right outside. What's up, Connor? Um, we spend all of our time together, and we used to date, and that's very normal for anyone who tries to date me after. Um, but yeah, no. So I feel like I, I and I feel like once you like get into a relationship, like in theory, if someone gets past those three wonderful things about me uh, and tries to have sex with me regularly, then you have to go through the whole rigmarole of like, oh, like I'm going to have the exclusivity talk with this person no one wants to have that no one actually wants to have that talk and I was thinking about the first time I uh, figured out whether or not I was exclusively fucking someone was uh, in college actually I was dating someone a man um, and I feel like when I keep telling these jokes I have to like I, I feel like my bisexual license is just gonna get revoked because I pretty much only have jokes about dating men uh, despite the fact that I am not straight it's just like historically lesbians do not want to date me and like as we all know like two bisexual women can't date each other because like mathematically that would cancel each other out um, that's just how it works but I was having the exclusivity talk with this guy, uh, and uh, his response was just like, oh, I just assumed we weren't hooking up with other people. And at the time, I was just like, oh, that's a, a relief. You're not fucking anyone else. Like, chill. But then, now in retrospect, I feel very insulted. I think that's super rude that he can just assume that I didn't have seven sexual partners just that morning. Because I should have. I wasn't. No one else was fucking me. But uh, I need to figure out how to make that joke work. We're fine. Um, you know, the other thing about dating is I was a, I have never, and this is true, I've never uh, received a dick pic firsthand. Let's talk about that. I know, really? Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. It was a little bit insulting when I realized that. Um, but I, so I've never received one firsthand because like, and I've never, I don't really like send naked pictures of myself to people either. Just to like the normal people, like, you know, my dentist, um, my employers, other people's moms. Uh, just so just a normal amount and I don't I don't really do that because like uh, especially because I'm you know youngish and was raised with phones with cameras so the second that became a thing everyone was like do not send naked pictures of yourself absolutely do not do that because then a man's gonna see this naked picture and he's gonna be like oh my god you have boobs and he's gonna show them to all of his friends and then you're a broken woman and you're dying um, which is fun but men did not seem to get that same warning because while I have not received a dick pic firsthand, I have received a shitload of dick pics secondhand. All of my friends send them to me, that all of my female friends get them from men and then immediately forward them to me. Uh, and like, I feel like men should be warned about that too because it's not like, like we don't look at a dick pic and be like, awesome, good for you. It's more just like like we're gonna look at that and like start judging it artistically like on composition and framing and shit Like I want to like send it back annotated and just be like you clearly ignored the prompt like I don't know what you're doing Yeah, someone uh -huh, you're having a good time. Thank you um, Yeah, no you clearly ignored the prompt and I, I do want to send it back with notes But I also like like one time my friend uh, had received a dick pic from her beloved um and it was like really weirdly backlit, so it looked like his dick was haunted. And of course, we called him Casper the Friendly Cock for the rest of their sexual foray uh, and beyond. Miss him. I miss him every day. 
Uh, what else did I even want to want to talk about? Oh, I uh, yeah. So as I said earlier, I am not straight, um, but people tend to assume that I'm straight, so I end up being like an accidental double agent for the LGBT community, which is always fun. Uh, I have found that straight people say some really fucked up shit when they think they're alone. Like this, uh, my coworker who sucks uh, was talking about how his wife just joined a softball league, apparently, and he was just like, oh, you know what that means? Like, the lesbians are going to convert her. And I was just like, no, that's that's one million percent not happening. But then I was thinking about it more, and it sounds kind of fun. Like that, ever like so many straight guys I know have that fear where it's just like, oh no, my happily heterosexual uh, wife or whatever is going to be converted by the gays, and I really want to be part of that. I want that to happen. I want to be like riding around in a van with a bunch of like you know like Ellen's driving and Porsche's riding shotgun, and we're blasting Katie Lang, just like kidnapping straight women and turning them gay. Um, so if anyone has a lead on gay vans please hit me up um and that was my time and give it up for pam who's the best merry goss everybody yeah yeah i want to see we gotta have flowers behind we're gonna do it the um the rose parade and we'll have the gays do their own thing and the and the people I was just watching something about Janis Joplin, and she was like, I, you know, I don't want to, don't lower your expectations, have all expectations, so why not have men and women and all kinds of things, and why would you, why would you shut down your sexuality? Why wouldn't you open it up to everybody? Like, why would you limit yourself like that? You know, whatever. Your last comedian of the night. This is a book it forward night. I had no part in booking this show, but I'm super excited about the lineup. No, I didn't mean, I meant, it, I'm super excited about the lineup and I'm so glad that you were booked. No, I, I love this show because like, I have no idea what's gonna happen and I have no idea and I'm always pleased. And tonight I'm super pleased. Sometimes people, they put up the people and I'm like, those people, I'm like, but you watch the shows on Melodic LP. I love you. You're amazing. And you're super funny and amazing. And I thought you were on that thing. I took a picture. I was sitting at 16th Street and I thought it was Sam DeSalvo up on the thing. Cause she's like a model. Like she's so beautiful. And then I thought I saw a picture. It was your smile. It was a big face. It's not you. That's crazy to me. It, what, isn't that crazy? I thought it was you. It was so nuts. It looks just like you. They stole that picture from like some weird Facebook thing and they use it as their own because they're assholes. You guys, you're not, your last community of the night is super amazing. You guys are going to love her. You're going to laugh hysterically. Put your hands together. It's Sam DeSalvo! Blown away! Blown away! Yay! I'm really glad you cleared it up because at first it sounded like a disclaimer. You're like, look, I didn't book this show. <laughs> so the person who booked me is not here, <laughs> which is also like, mm, she's just here now. But Mary's great. Oh, thank you, Mary. That's so sweet. Uh, other than the SF banner girl, there's like a San Francisco State banner and she was like drawn. I don't, I'm not good at art, but she was like painted. She looked very similar to me. And then I would see her all the time and be like, bitch. Like I would get mad. I'd be like, why are you there? But she had a nose ring. And I was like, I would never be that. I would ne I'm afraid of needles. Like, I don't think they're dumb. I'm just like, I'm too afraid to have that fashion statement. But 
Uh, the other person I get all the time is Amy Winehouse. That's yeah. That's <laughs> people are just like bubbling to tell me. Like I had a guy who sat behind me on an airplane, and then he just got up in the middle of the flight, like drunk, and he was like, "You look like Amy Winehouse." <laughs> like he risked his like life basically to let me know about that, and like I get it. I remember like getting a haircut in like uh, her payday 2008 maybe when she came out I'm not sure anyway she was on the cover of Rolling Stone and I saw her and I was like oh no shit's gonna start (laughs) and like but when you look at her like when people tell me I look like Amy Winehouse I'm always like I hope not currently Uh, and also, like, she was she was known for, like, having a lot of drug problems. Like, I was just like, oh, she never was photographed, like, looking her best. <laughs> like, people are like, look how much she's bad. <laughs> and uh, I, I wish uh, it would stop because it just is, like, big eyebrows, big lips. And when people tell me I look like Amy Winehouse, it's just them being like, I notice patterns. <laughs> like, that's what's going on. So... <laughs> like uh you can stop now it happened at an airport uh once someone was like uh, i was buying a copy of spin magazine amy winehouse was not on the cover marilyn manson was on the cover (laughs) and the person looked at the magazine looked at me looked at the magazine and looked at me again i was like it's coming (laughs) and they were like you look like her (laughs) and i was like if i tell them they'll they'll feel bad you know and I was like I'm gonna tell her I was like that's a man and she was just like you look like him (laughs) and I was more just like impressed that she stuck with that like I wasn't offended anymore I was just like the resilience and the commitment to that insult is very cool like I have gotten I, I've gotten all sorts of great celebrities. Joey Ramone, that's someone I've gotten before. Uh, and like so I wasn't like, oh no, she thinks I look like a man. Are you like jealous? You're like Joey Ramone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I dressed up as Gene Simmons one year for Halloween. <laughs> and uh, it was it was flattering because my friend was doing my makeup and she was like, Your face is a lot smaller than his and I was like, Thank God. <laughs> be weird if she was like oh great this is so easy to scale you know um but yeah I uh wish I could be more insulting uh wish I could be meaner but can't gosh what am I gonna talk about my parents don't have a lot of problems being mean my parents (laughs) they're real down with telling me like the the spot I have in the family now like we've been a family for a bit and uh, I have two older brothers. One of them has three kids. One of them doesn't. And then there's me. Uh, I'm 11 years younger than like my middle brother, 14 years younger. I just want to give you guys a little family history. So we're talking like older, older brothers, younger Sam. And I was home over the weekend and my, my birthday happened recently and they got me a gift just sweet. I open it up. It is a cookbook and it says, any bitch can party cookbook. (laughs) That's more, uh, and I just looked at my mom and we like made eye contact and I like started just like laughing like, "Ah, oh my God, you just thought 
that if you put bitch in party, I learned how to cook. Like, that's, that's it. That's all it was. She was like, you are both those things. You love to party and you're a huge bitch. And I'm like, you don't know how much I struggle with not being a big enough bitch. Uh, and, uh, like, later in that, that meal, which is cool, uh, my, I, I, I dropped this and it was just cause I was thinking about it. Like I had yelled at a young man recently and I was like, I could be a good mother. You know? And then, so I dropped this. I was like, one day I'd like to have children. And you would have acted, you would have thought I said to my family, like one day I'd like to open my own Scientology place, <laughs> place. And, uh, <laughs> That would have been the most concerning part of that statement. Uh, so I said that, and like immediately, like everyone drops silverware, and my mom just is like, "I don't want any more grandkids." <laughs> like if she was like, "If I just say that, she won't get pregnant. That'd be cool." And I was like, "All right, no one asked you, you know." And then uh, my brother, who has kids, was like, "Why? Why do you want kids?" Like, I was going to be like, tax write-offs, right? You know about that. <laughs> it's my thing. Uh, my dad, though, took a few minutes, and he was, like, dead silent. And I was like, fuck. My dad, like, looks like he's, like, Mario, like, personified, but, like, large and mafia-connected. Like, and he's just, like, dead silent. And he's like, Sam, are you already pregnant? Is that what this is about? <laughs> Are you, is this how you're coming out about it? Like you thought if we said like, cool, you'd be like, surprise. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not, dad. And we had people over who were not our family. We had like family friends. <laughs> and he popped right after. He said, you still got that IUD, right? <laughs> and I would have loved to be like, no, your friend's available. <laughs> like, what's up? That I do, we're all good. <laughs> then my dad was like, check the expiration date, like eggs. <laughs> it's like, that's not how that works. Um, it is, but let's let's think again about um, my parents. They would they would love to set me up with people that I hate. That's like their big thing. Uh not people that I hate, just people that like I would never really want to go out with, but they're they're like looking at a at a chart and they're like makes lots of money is not deformed your age why is this not a perfect match and i'm like makes lots of money step one not my type you guys know me and uh they uh they tried to set me up with a professional baseball player john knows who he is this is a cool story yeah uh, yeah it's it's he's from reno we're all from reno what's up and uh uh, yeah, but I, me and professional baseball player, like, went to middle school and elementary school together, and, uh, my parents were like, uh, that guy looks great, because from an early age, he had, like, an extreme athletic ability, and my dad is good at seeking that out, and he was like, all right, cool, and my dad just, like, made friends with his parents right away, and then, uh, like, kept up with his baseball career. It was very odd. He coached his baseball team, coached my baseball team as, like, a side gig. And he was like, but my oh, my life is in this. He went to a different high school than me. He got drafted, though, right after. And uh, my parents still stayed in touch with him and his family. And uh, I moved during this time, and they were like, no, Sam, Sam 
we're going to set you up with this professional baseball player. Meanwhile, I'm like in San Francisco and I'm like, yeah, let's whatever. Let's fucking do it. No expiration date on this baby. Let's do it. And uh, I go and my dad does, you know how your dad sometimes will go out with, on dates with you? So, um, <laughs> uh, so it was a breakfast date. You know, those are the hottest type dates. Uh, first of all, it's like nine, your dad's there. All right, cool. So you guys, so you guys know what's going on. So it's me, my dad, pro baseball player who I haven't seen since I was 14. Uh, I am 24 and uh, he looks the same. I was like, yeah, that's him. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little hungover. And so we go and we sit down and my dad does like a typical bad date move. He's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. And he leaves for 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, which is cool, you know, you want to get your dad out of the way. And uh, it was like dead silent, and he was just going to town on these pancakes. And I was like, hey, what's up? I hear you're a professional baseball player now. And he was like, yeah, during my first year of professional baseball playing, I made $200,000, which isn't even a good baseball player. Holy shit. <laughs> a lot to me obviously uh john loves this and uh, i uh i was like oh yeah totally i totes relate though he's like you're a comedian right like full of pancakes <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm a comedian you know my first year doing stand-up comedy i drank like 25 free tecates so we're fucking even um so my dad returns date does not uh progress uh so uh, fast forward i think two years he gets engaged not to me what a surprise i am in town for the engagement party and my parents are like you have to go this is a big deal and i was like okay sure i don't have a choice in this and i was also really excited because lots of people from my elementary school were going to be there and i looked a lot better than Joey Ramone now. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's go. And my mom was like, real quick, it's a very formal affair. You have to wear a really nice dress. And I was like, yeah, done, let's do it. We get there, Um, the venue for this is like, I don't really know. It's like a Red Robin rec room. Like, it's not It's not fancy. And then um, I look at the bride and groom-to-be. They are in jeans. I am in a cocktail dress. No tights. 30-degree weather in Reno. Like, I look, I look like I'm, like, coming in for the kill. Like, hey, professional baseball player, do you remember last July? I do. We fucked under the sea. Like, <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my biggest fantasy. Well, fuck, like the little mermaid. Like, so, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I was, like, I looked like I was the mistress is my biggest thing. I'm with my parents. My parents aren't even that dressed up. I take my mom, I'm like humiliated. I walk in, I'm like, oh no, never mind. And I take my mom aside and I'm like, you fucking tricked me. I was like, no one here is dressed up. I look like I'm about to like try to suck his dick under the table. What the fuck is this shit? And my mom was like, I know baby girl, I know. 
and then she like kind of apologizes so I put my big like pea coat back on I'm like this is what we're gonna do now we go back in and she's behind me and she like starts to inch the pea coat back off and she goes show him what he could have (laughs) had thank you guys You got her tonight. He could have had her then, but you got her now. Thank you guys for being here tonight. This was uh, super fun. Uh, this was Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Turn around again and clap for David Zunzu running the ones and twos, doing his thing back there. Uh, come next every Friday, 8 to 10. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Uh, yay! If you want to go somewhere, I'm going to the Il Parada thing. Uh, for the Anthony Medina. So you're welcome to come with me if you want to see me. I'm going to put on the outfit. We're going to roast. Thank you guys for being here. Good night. Yay! comrades are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Pam Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th 